0: Bitcoin is an invention. Like all inventions, it does something that nothing before it did. However, Bitcoin is unlike any invention we have seen before. Many people who study Bitcoin closely eventually give their head a shake and say, how did any person manage to come up with this? Often, for at least a moment, they are also struck by the thought, was it even a person who came up with it? The Best in Bitcoin Made Audible I am Guy Swan, and this is Bitcoin Audible. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Bitcoin Audible. I am Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. So, I am uh, finishing up we have we have actually gone the full mile with the fiat standard and I'm so close to the end of the seventh property audiobook so I'm not only i just excited because the books are amazing and I can't I can't wait to be able to like chill these things on everybody um but uh, uh I also am going to have a lot of free time because I definitely took on way more than I could handle uh, for the month of uh, October there. But um, finally finishing all this stuff up, we have Tomer Strohlite's read today. Um, I'm actually in the hotel right now at in Atlanta at TabConf. Missed the workshops, but um, I'm sitting down reading the the Sapio book online about smart contracts and Bitcoin and stuff, trying to make up for it. So I don't feel like I got nothing done today. But today's read uh, by Tomer Strohlight, so many great pieces by him. We've read a number of them on the show already uh, and his entire Why Bitcoin series. But this one is, why do people wonder if Bitcoin is alien technology? And he's not arguing that Bitcoin is alien technology he's it's kind of like a fun thought experiment on what is it that makes bitcoin so unique why does it feel alien and uh this is just a great short little piece uh so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it um real quick i just want to thank uh our sponsors and you know a lot of people will say that like oh you know I got Heshey socks and I'm a big sock wearer or whatever, but you know, they just, that's just the sponsor that they have. I just wanna say I'm probably the luckiest person in the world or in podcasting, maybe, to have sponsors for all of the things that literally I use. I stack every week plus lots of extra buy instant button on Swan Bitcoin. I stack every day with the fold card. In fact, oh man, I actually, my phone bill just came in, so I have a spin. I have a spin with my full debit card. Then I keep my SATs safe on a Bitbox hardware wallet, and I never miss the Bitcoin conference. These are literally the show sponsors, and all of them have like some fun discounts and goodies for you guys, the audio nuts, at guyswan.com. And if I can sort out a problem, actually, they're going to be at the top of BitcoinAudible.com in the next little while as well. But definitely check out our sponsors. They not only keep this show running, but they keep my Bitcoin life together, and they keep me stacking sats. With that, let's jump into today's article. And it's titled, Why People Wonder If Bitcoin Is Alien Technology By Tomer Strohlight Where did Bitcoin come from? We don't know. It mysteriously appeared. It was introduced by a mysterious figure. Nobody knows their true identity. Bitcoin is an invention. Like all inventions, it does something that nothing before it did. However, Bitcoin is unlike any invention we have seen before. Many people who study Bitcoin closely eventually give their head a shake and say, How did any person manage to come up with this? Often for at least a moment, they are also struck by the thought, was it even a person who came up with it? As a result, the internet is filled with suppositions that Bitcoin was sent here by aliens or time travelers. I will try here to point out those things about Bitcoin that led to people wondering about its origin. To be very clear, this is not an attempt to claim that Bitcoin came from outer space or the distant future. It simply spotlights the aspects of Bitcoin which operate so differently from anything else we see on Earth that they make people wonder about the strange circumstances behind its creation. I do intend for this to be a fun way to learn about some of what makes Bitcoin so unique. One of a Kind Bitcoin appeared on Earth as an invention that satisfied a need all by itself, a need every person has, a need which was not satisfied, the need for reliable money. There was only one Bitcoin for the whole world, which was set to issue 21 million Bitcoins. There wasn't one Bitcoin for you and one Bitcoin for me and one for Alice and one for Bob. To this day, there remains only one Bitcoin but it is available to every human being on Earth. As we'll see later, it will be available to all humans who ever live on Earth, essentially forever. Other inventions require being reproduced in mass quantities so that each person who wants the invention can have one of their own. You've got your computer, I've got mine. But when it comes to Bitcoin, we all share the one invention. This itself is not entirely unique. Networks tend to have the property that they are shared by all their users. You may be thinking, for example, about the internet. Isn't there only one internet? Bitcoin is not like the internet or other networks in many ways. You don't have a copy of the whole internet on your computer. In fact, the internet is a technology you use to access information that's specifically not in your possession, but is instead in someone else's. Because I want you to read this article, I posted it on a computer that will use internet protocols to send it to your computer. If I delete this article, it goes away, unless someone made a copy. What makes Bitcoin unique is that it is a network that self-replicates in its entirety, in a way unlike anything we've ever seen before on Earth. Self-replication of a different kind Replication unlike other man-made things. Bitcoin is self-replicating. When anyone starts up Bitcoin Core, it will begin working on creating a perfect, flawless replica of the entire Bitcoin blockchain. All the data in the Bitcoin network from the Genesis block of data to the most recent one. No other human invention is self-replicating. Everything else is replicated, manufactured, or produced by people creating a copy. No two copies of anything physical can be truly exactly alike due to some imperfection somewhere in the production process. We can make perfect digital copies of songs or software, but even in these cases, that is because they are static, unchanging content. If you add a note to your copy of a song, It doesn't change on every copy of the song everywhere in the world. However, Bitcoin is constantly adding data to its network. And what gets added anywhere gets added perfectly, flawlessly, everywhere. Nothing else on earth does this, not in the way Bitcoin does. Replication unlike life. There are other things here on Earth that exhibit the property of self-replication. Not human inventions, but living things. Living things self-replicate. Single cells divide into two cells, often identical to each other, but sometimes taking on different attributes. Does Bitcoin simply mimic life, then? No. Bitcoin doesn't self-replicate the way that life does. Unlike every new living cell that comes into existence which has a sister cell since we can't say after a cell division which is the mother and which is the daughter, every new instance of Bitcoin that is spawned does not come from a single previous instance. The process a new Bitcoin instance utilizes to replicate itself is that it looks across the entire world to many other instances of Bitcoin and begins replicating the data from them that makes it Bitcoin. That data is known as the blockchain. It does not have one parent cell or instance. Rather, it checks with many instances to ensure they are all alike to avoid any discrepancy between itself and any other copies. Living cells can and do introduce discrepancies in their replication from previous generations because they have no mechanism to check with other cells about what their correct construction should be. Such discrepancies are called mutations. However, every Bitcoin instance checks in with numerous random other existing instances. This ensures it contains no deviation, no mutation from any other instance. A Bitcoin instance never stops doing this. All the instances of Bitcoin in the world do this, every single one, constantly. They are all constantly checking in with the others to make sure they're each perfectly identical to one another. Doesn't this seem alien? It's not like anything we've ever built, and it's not like the living things we see on Earth, either. Leaderless, but identical, honoring only work as their leader. There is no instance of Bitcoin that is the leader. None has any rank different from any other. They are all exactly the same. Any instance can propose a new state of the blockchain to the others. If its proposal is valid, all the instances it is connected to will accept its proposal and send the new valid state to all the others they are connected to. All those others will also accept that proposed change. This will repeat until every instance in the world is in perfect synchronization again. Can you think of anything else on Earth that does this? How does a proposal to change state achieve validity? There's only one way. That proposal must demonstrate through a mathematical proof that it performed enough computational work to surpass the threshold of work that is required to produce a new valid state. All instances agree on the identical threshold required because it is calculated mathematically from the previous state that they all share identically. The new proposal must actually even further demonstrate it achieved a higher threshold of work than any other competing proposal. If two instances have proposed two different valid proposals, the one whose proposal eventually produces another valid proposal demonstrating more work will be deemed by all instances to be the valid one, even the one that issued the competing proposal. As a result, all instances will remain in perfect synchronization without any one of them having any special privilege or authority. Work is the only thing the network values, respects, and obeys. Work alone, not authority, not title, not rank, not wealth. These first three things do not exist in Bitcoin. The fourth, wealth, does not matter. Bitcoin honors work and work alone. Only work that can be proven to have been done. We've already seen that Bitcoin's self-replication is unlike anything else we've seen on Earth. And here we see this self-replication does not rely on any violence, tolerates no deception, and surrenders to nothing. It accommodates only hard work. Can you think of anything else on Earth in which this is the standard? I can't. It is benevolent and fair to an unprecedented degree. Self-adjusting but improvable. Every human invention eventually wears out, breaks, or at the very least needs ongoing maintenance to prevent it from falling apart. Every living thing eventually dies. Not Bitcoin. Bitcoin doesn't come with a warranty to replace it if it breaks, because it has no maker. Fortunately, it will never need repairing. That's pretty different than anything else we've seen humans invent. Bitcoin can just run forever. It's designed to operate at a steady pace either with lots of work put into it or with very little. It self-adjusts. Bitcoin adjusts itself and refuses any other adjustments. To be clear, The only adjustments that can be made to Bitcoin are the adjustments it makes by itself to itself. Nobody else can adjust it. If you try to change Bitcoin's adjustment algorithm, your instance of Bitcoin will halt or die. If you try to make the work requirement harder, your instance will soon fail to accept as valid a block that contains enough work as agreed to by all the other instances except yours. It will then fail to receive any other blocks ever again because all future blocks will depend on the one you rejected. If you try to make the work requirement easier, you risk being attacked and forked off by anyone who tricks you into accepting an easier block than the rest of the network required. Bitcoin will not tolerate anyone adjusting it. This isn't like someone selling you a device and saying, you're not allowed to modify it. Bitcoin's code is open source. You are welcome to modify it. It will just not be Bitcoin if you do. And you don't need a mechanic to maintain it. There is a small exception to this. We do update Bitcoin Core from time to time with improvements that are related to usability or speed or performance. This is the human interface side of Bitcoin though and not the Bitcoin part of it. You don't need to install these updates, though. They affect nothing fundamental. New rules can be added. None can ever be taken away. Also, quite rarely, we even modify Bitcoin to allow for new types of transactions, what we call soft forks. We don't have to do this. Bitcoin doesn't need this to survive. Bitcoin will continue to work without these modifications we do it because we think there are new technologies that can make bitcoin better bitcoin only lets us do this under certain conditions when this happens these modifications cannot violate any of the previous rules if they tried to they would be rejected just as in the hypothetical attempt to adjust bitcoin's work requirement above these soft forks of the introduction of new additional rules They are not a changing of the previous rules to violate any of them. Rather, they allow for new things to be done by introducing new rules. What other invention on Earth does this? What other invention on Earth adds features by making its rules stricter? For example, when governments pass new restrictions, it means we can do less things. When Bitcoin does it, it means we have the option to do more. This feature of Bitcoin is so counterintuitive, so different from anything we've seen before, that it again looks unearthly. Everlasting. What about running out of space or running out of capacity? Bitcoin won't run out of either. It's a database. The blockchain has infinite size potential. It already has built in the capacity to create trillions of addresses for everyone who will ever live without needing any upgrade. As far as how much work it can handle, it has the capacity to absorb more than all the energy stored in the sun itself. Did I really just seriously say that Bitcoin already has built into it the capacity to absorb the entire energy of the sun and more? Yes. Am I exaggerating? No. Bitcoin has a variable called Cumulative Proof-of-Work, which adds up all the work that went into creating the blockchain from Bitcoin's Genesis block until the present. This is how each instance of Bitcoin determines which proposals have the most work and are therefore the correct one. The variable Bitcoin uses for this is 256 bits long, which is big enough to store all that energy and more. What human engineer would build this much slack into their design? Certainly not the human programmers who wrote those mainframe apps in the 70s, 80s, and 90s that didn't think ahead a couple of decades and required that the whole world make huge preparations and adjustments for the Y2K year 2000 bug. Whoever created Bitcoin didn't just plan ahead a few decades. They planned ahead billions of years. They planned ahead for longer than mankind has been around. For longer than life on Earth has been around. For longer even than the Earth has been around. What human being designed something to last for that duration? I wish people engineered things to be self-replicating, self-adjusting, self-governing, and everlasting. But nobody has engineered anything to do even one of these. And then along comes Bitcoin and does them all, mysteriously appearing out of nowhere and spreading everywhere in a short period of time. This is why some people wonder if it is of human origin. Becoming exponentially scarcer over 130 years What about the four-year cycles after which Bitcoin cuts its issuance of new Bitcoins by half? No other human invention increasingly restricts the supply of the thing people find valuable about it. Bitcoin does. Humans usually design each invention to be scaled up in supply as rapidly as possible. Not Bitcoin. It was designed to scale down its new supply. Not gradually and smoothly, but suddenly, although very predictably. And not in a linear fashion, which humans can easily understand, but in an exponential fashion, which humans do not easily understand. Nothing else on Earth, no human invention and no life form exhibits any of these traits. So again, even in this, Bitcoin is like nothing else on Earth. Why 130 years of issuance? I myself wonder, why does this halving event take place every four years? Why not every single year, or why not every 10 years? Is one year too short to incentivize humans to accumulate Bitcoin? Is 10 years too long to expect them to wait? I don't know. However, one thing that this four-year cycle leads to is that the total issuance period of Bitcoin's 21 million coins takes about 130 years from start to finish. This is just safely outside the range of the longest human life ever documented of 122 years. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. What this does mean is that when the issuance period is completed, probably every living person will not have ever lived a day in their life in which Bitcoin did not exist on Earth. Bitcoin is taking its time to complete its issuance until every human on earth has never known a world without it. And that includes the mysterious person who created it. If, in fact, he was human. Alright, and that closes this one out. Let's take a second for our sponsor and I want to get a little bit of guys' take in on this one. So, Bitcoin might be alien technology but the BitBox is a swiss made digital vault for your alien money you know the last thing you know the last thing you want with a technology that is this nascent and specifically during a financial crisis where the government genuinely seems to think that the only restrictions on their power to take anything they want and control all the capital in the country is just that they have to speak out loud some terrible excuse. That's not really the environment that I think is conducive to having your money with a custodian, especially something as precious as Bitcoin. This is what the Bitbox was designed for. This is why it exists. It's safe, simple, secure, self-custody. And it's in a gorgeous little package that's small enough to, you know, like, fit in a bunch of different places, wherever those places may be. It's just a great all-around hardware wallet to secure your Bitcoin, and you guys get 5% off with discount code GUY. And you know, there's no confusing like silent letters in there or anything either. It's as simple as it sounds, and that's what you get with the BitBox. Seems easy, well that's because it is. Discount code sounds real simple, well that's because it is. Three letters, G-U-Y, 5% off at guyswan.com slash bitbox. So I've spent quite a long time trying to figure out how to, what is it about Bitcoin that really makes it so unique? Why is it so different? And what is it specifically about Bitcoin? Like, like what does Bitcoin do that makes all of these characteristics that make it seem alien necessary? And I think, at least in my mind, the thing that sums it up or narrows it down, so to speak, into exactly what it is and why it is so unique is that Bitcoin is fundamentally about consensus. That is its ultimate mechanism and ultimate invention. It's a consensus protocol. It's like a way to establish an element of knowledge or social organization that is perfectly codified and enforced without the subjective interpretation of a human, without the subjective enforcement of a human, which is essentially the only part of that mechanism, the only way to implement or develop something in, that, in, the, in the abstract way of considering a law or a rule or a social norm ever. Like that was, that was it. That was the only way you either enforced it through ostracizing people or attacking them socially or attacking them violently and physically. That was, that is how all human rules exist. And the, all of our economic activity is and an extension of that because only through the establishing of a common set of rules, it's like a soccer game, right? You can't play soccer unless there's an established set of rules and everybody's playing by the same rules. But the thing is, is when you put skin in the game, when you put a true, a, a power and a reward in, in a inherently subjective mechanism of enforcement, all you get is corruption. That's why I use the analogy all the time, and I think it's the perfect way to see the world today when everybody decides that politics is, rather than a way to establish a common set of reliable, uh, uh, objective rules that everyone must follow, like a language, like a series of you know, turn signals and stop lights and stop signs, so that we're all doing the same thing, so that we can actually cooperate and play a game instead what we have is a system where politics is just this subjective way to manipulate and steal from people to get what we subjectively want just what are our whims right now who's most angry about something and who's most complacent because we're just going to give what the angry person wants and we're going to take from the complacent it's just a mechanism of corruption and that's why what I was saying is, uh, or alluding to a minute, a second ago was that I, it's why I use the analogy that what's happening today is that we no longer play the economic game. What we do is we play the referees, we play the judges because they are the ones who can just arbitrarily change the rules and arbitrarily distribute points. So of course, society is crumbling because the game is producing prosperity. The game is producing value. So no shit. Value is going up in smoke. It's collapsing. Of course our shipping uh, and our our, uh, economic activity the value and the sense of any sort of real pricing mechanism that responds or gives us any idea of what's actually going on in reality, of course it's all crumbling. Of course it is. We're playing the referees, not the game, and that is what Bitcoin solves. It removes the referees. It makes the it codifies the game into something where you simply are playing it or you are not, and then it, it attaches the actual economic value to the game codification to a token that is inherent to those rules. In fact, that's the very game theory it uses to enforce the rule itself it's really kind of batshit it truly does feel alien when you think about how 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 small some of the elements that make bitcoin work are in the context of steps from the previous iterations of bcash and bitgold and hashcash and all these different iterations and ideas that we had been building on and the cypherpunks had been iterating with for 20 or 30 years, they're all small baby steps. But when it was finally pulled together, when it was finally put into a single cohesive system, it is truly unique in such a fascinating way. To the point that it genuinely does feel like alien technology. And, and, you know, Tomer talks about the differences between life or an organism and bitcoin but i think in numerous contexts that's still the best way to explain it um and uh if you haven't listened to it or read it brandon Quittam has a brilliant series and it's years old now which is so funny to think about That i think it's like two three years ago and i read the whole thing on the show i think there were three parts to it but it's the bitcoin Mycelium series, and it's and it's an an analogy to Bitcoin as a uh, mycelial structure, as a, a sort of fungus, uh, but in the digital in the digital realm, so to speak. If you haven't listened to it, I will post it in the show notes of this episode, and and or you can just go to BitcoinAudible.com and search it. Uh, it's I think I even have a page with all the episodes together, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, it's definitely one to listen to. And also, if you have heard it or read it, you should probably read it or listen to it again. It's probably about that time. But what's funny is Tomer actually talks about how it's not, it's still not quite the same. You know, when a cell replicates or an organism replicates, is it's not a perfect replication. And in addition, is it's not... Like every organism doesn't replicate the same. Every organism actually has its own mutation. They're unique. Like all people are unique in numerous different ways. And you know, a child, uh, a replicated cell and a child is not created from a plethora of different people. It's the replication of a single cell or the replication of uh, two organisms. Or one organism, of course, depending on <laughs> which organism we're talking about. But uh, Tomer talks about the sister cell when you're talking about cell replication. Um, and that's that's an interesting thing to bring up is that even in even on a cellular level, the mitosis that happens still only happens with a single cell, and you're only creating a copy of that. And after you end up with two cells, There's no real distinction that one is the mother and one is the child. It's just there are now two copies of the cells. But that's why I think of Bitcoin when Bitcoin actually checks its or or replicates itself. It does so by checking as many different other potential cells as possible and confirms and verifies and tweaks itself to match all of them. So if there is any discrepancy, it will, as long as the rules are valid of the one that has the discrepancy, it will modify itself to equal and match perfectly the most recent and valid state of consensus. And this is why it almost feels like to me that it's actually less the organism and actually more the DNA of the organism. Like a cell with broken DNA, your body will actually clean out, right? It's technically being checked. Not always the case, but that's, that's typically what your body wants to do. If there is a cell in your body or a part of your organism that is out of consensus with the health and uh, continued repair and sustainability of the organism itself, it no longer has the proper genetic code. It's treated as a foreign agent and it's either corrected or tossed out. And I think that's a better frame for what we see in Bitcoin. Any errors, any dislocation and consensus tosses a note out, a hard fork, uh, attempt to modify the difficulty adjustment in a way that is not per the, the proper consensus. You're evicted. You're removed. You simply don't participate in the system anymore. And in doing so, any value you had within the system is inaccessible until you readjust to the actual consensus. And I tweeted out, actually, it was in response to Peter Schiff, because I think this is such an interesting way to think about it. Like, the DNA of uh, humanity or or an organism is essentially the law by which all interaction, cooperation, and growth and repair occurs within the system. It's, it is it is the fundamental set of rules by which your body adjusts or is using to prosper and live as an organism. That is not unlike what money does for society. So Peter Schiff always talks about like, oh, Bitcoin is empty because it's not real, like gold. And... When you really break down what money is, it's it's fundamentally just a set of economic rules that are enforceable. And the reason historically physical money was always the best money is because its physical properties were there to defend its monetary rule to defend its scarcity and its attributes as a money that made it not subjective. It was an objective rule. Gold's monetary policy is not dictated by anyone. And in fact, as soon as it no longer was subjective, as soon as it became centralized in the modern age and we had to use receipts and we were subject to the counterparty risk of the person who said this gold was in place A, B or C, then it did fail. Then its monetary properties vanished and gold completely failed as a monetary mechanism. It could not keep up with the technology that needed it to move at the speed of its abstraction when it was a physical good. And thus its abstraction was easily corrupted by the humans in charge of dictating what that was, how much gold there was, who owned it. Well, then it's just subjective again. Then it's just who has the authority to decide. It becomes rules without a strong foundation, rules corruptible by humans. But all monetary value of all monetary goods was specifically the value that it maintained above and beyond its physical utility. Bitcoin is the perfection of the monetary rules, the abstraction and solidification of that value purely by establishing a set of rules without violence or human judgment. And it does that in such a unique way, and with so many interesting elements that it do- truly doesn't seem to share with anyone else, that it it genuinely seems, you, you have to stop for just a minute and wonder, is it alien technology? I certainly don't think it is, but it's there's something beautiful in seeing something that that in such a nuanced way, such a subtle way, makes makes small changes that have such a profound effect and such a different or unique result from everything before it. It's it's truly amazing. It truly is. Um uh, then we'll we'll wrap that up here. Um, really great piece. Tomer always has some amazing stuff. If you haven't listened to uh, Bitcoin is generational wealth. I'll actually have that as well It's a YouTube video that they just recently released. It is so freaking good. And Swan Studios, a uh, Swan Bitcoin, the company that helps sponsor this show, um, uh, actually released it, and they've uh, they seem to be doing some really amazing stuff in digging into film work, which I actually am super stoked about, and I hope I get to work with them soon uh, on that. Um, with that, uh. A Huge thank you to Tomer for this piece. Um, and uh, Bitcoin is generational wealth, so good. Um, uh, you guys killed it with that one. And uh, to our sponsors, to, our, to, to the audio knots as well, everybody who supports this show, I freaking love you guys. I haven't been able to hang out in the telegram chat like a whole lot lately. Um, and I miss you. Uh, I've just been super busy, but I just want to say always thank you guys, everybody who supports the show, who does the Patreon and donates via lightning it really is just amazing to see how many people who get something out of this show um and uh to swan bitcoin the bitbox hardware wallet the fold card and of course the bitcoin conference of all bitcoin conferences bitcoin 2022 all of them with great things for you guys check them out at guyswan.com and bitcoinaudible.com thank you so much for listening this is bitcoin audible And until next time, everybody, take it easy. This has been Bitcoin Audible, a one-eleven production.